It's time for another Pinball Profile. I'm your guest host, Tracy Lindbergh. You can find everything on pinballprofile.com, past episodes, subscriptions, and more. We're on Twitter and Instagram, at Pinball Profile. Check out the Facebook group. And you can email pinballprofile at gmail.com. It's always good to shed some light on arcades around the world, and especially when they're holding a big event. Today we are talking about Starfighters Arcade and the upcoming Starfighters Pinball Festival in February in Mesa, Arizona. And Starfighters is certainly one of my favorite arcades in the world. Joining us is Mike Lovato and Kevin Curtis. Hello, Mike and Kevin. Hello. Hello. Before we talk about this large event, let's tell people about your amazing arcade. Like many people, Mike, you used to frequent arcades as a teenager in the 80s. As you grew up, the arcades disappeared, but not your passion for the machines. Tell us what happened in 2010 when you came up with the idea of reliving the dream. Yeah, well, um, oddly enough, it's a tale about a basement. So my wife and I were looking for our, to purchase our second house, and one of the uh, one of the requirements is we wanted to have a furnished basement, which is not uh, typical for housing here in the Valley area. They normally do not have basements. Uh, uh, but she did her due diligence, and a day and a half later, she had a place for us to look at, and it had a basement. So when we were discussing what we wanted to put down there, I think the thing that came up was uh, potentially an old arcade game. So I dutifully went out and found one here in the valley, did a restoration on it, and had a really good time doing that. Uh, and, uh, of course, that sparked my uh, my memories of uh, playing in arcades in general. So I uh, started to snoop around and found out you really could not find an, an arcade that had any of the equipment anymore. Um, you, uh, the larger ones had gone to a lot of them to Redemption or the newer games. So if you wanted to have a good game of Pac-Man or Defender or, or Missile Command, unless you knew someone that had a private collection, you were kind of out of luck. So given that, you know, one game turned into five games, which turned into 20 games, which turned into uh, a real headache for my wife. But uh, at about 85 games, we decided that uh, I decided, well, let's take a look at see if we could set up a community arcade that would be supported by the community for the community and, and have arcade games from that era. Uh, and then, of course, based on all of our all of our memories of uh, those events and uh, what we were uh, exposed to, uh, we could add those elements to the arcade and, uh, and hopefully have something special for uh, the Valley. So, Mike, it's, it's one thing to collect the machines, but it's another to get a lease, pay rent, manage hours of operation, repair machines, and hope the customers will come. What made you confident it would work? At that point in time, there's really nobody doing what we're doing now. Uh, there's been a big boom in the last uh, three to four years um, based off of the uh, success of efforts like ours and others around the country. But from a business perspective, given that I've run businesses um, uh, for most of my professional life, we looked at it from an issue of mitigating our risk as much as possible, um, really minimizing our overhead, low cost, no cost is kind of our mantra, maximize our opportunity and the value to the customer, and not really be in trouble from a financial perspective. So the limited time on the weeks, weekends is very deliberate. The commercial location has, has been very deliberate. And those things have really helped us offset what could be disastrous. I know I, I know some others that have tried it prior, uh, and because they were in retail space, you really have to be running them seven days a week. Uh, and the equipment itself is 30-plus years old, so um, the, the maintenance is going to be higher. So that kind of worked out, right? So we could be shut down during the week, do repairs, uh, and then also be open for special events if uh, something comes up. But because our overhead is so small, uh, it allows us to only be open uh, on those time frames. 
So on our opening night, when we threw it out there and we had some media buzz, we uh, decided, myself and Steve, that we were either going to be playing our collections alone for four hours, or it would be a big success. And I was there on that opening night, and I remember just how busy it was. And you've grown quite a bit since then. Uh, So for anyone now who's looking for pinball in Arizona, you can't find a bigger, well-maintained collection. Kevin, tell us what you have at Starfighters Arcade. Basically, how I got involved with Starfighters Arcade is they started in 2014, and I was into pinball, I was playing pinball, but there was really only a couple little tiny places in the valley to go play locally, and one of them being Golfland, and I think the other was like Castles and Coasters in Phoenix, and that's a long drive. This place just happened to be a mile from my house, and they open up, and they've got, I want to say like five pinball machines. I was hooked. I was there every weekend for the first year or so, and I watched it grow and grow and grow. And they got to a point where there are so many, and they were having a hard time just taking care of them. And that's where I started to get involved. I love repairing them. I love fixing them. I enjoy playing them even more. So that's how I got involved. And so what's the collection like now? What is what is there at Starfighters? There's about 50 machines, 50 pinball machines on the floor. So it's all solid states to DMDs to the latest one, which is I think Avengers is the newest one we have right now. Um, we've got a couple newer games on order, one from one Halloween and Aliens is on order and a Godzilla is on order. So we're constantly trying to keep it fresh, but we love the old games too. We try to keep those old games in there and people love those old games. We need a bigger space. Anyone has a warehouse, cheap, Mesa area, contact myself or Kevin. <laughs> the number of pinball players and leagues keeps growing, including leagues like Bells Chimes Phoenix, Electric Bat Arcade, Tilt Studio, and Tucson Pinball League. Starfighters Arcade is a major destination for both leagues and tournaments. Tell us what goes on there on a regular basis, including your many charity benefits. One of the things myself, I always wanted to play in tournaments. I was very gun-shy at first, and there wasn't any tournaments in the Valley in 2015, um, 2016. It just didn't exist. Before that, it was all private tournaments ran by Arizona Pinball Apple, Arizona Pinball League. And I tried to join up to that several times, and there are just so many people trying to join up. You're just basically on a waiting list. So to see the league start up, and at the same time, Starfighters is growing their pinball collection. It was just a perfect timing from that first public tournament in September 2016, if I recall right. And then our first one was 2017, January, with a lot of help from Tracy, of course, and uh, the pinball community. And I think our first one, we had about 20 players or so, 23 players, and I was over the moon. I mean, all I wanted was like 12, you know, I was thinking maybe 12 people will show up and it'd be kind of cool. And we had 20 something players and we're just like so impressed. And each month we do a tournament, usually the second Saturday of the month. That's what we try to plan it for. One month will be like strikeout format. The next month will be a eight rounds format. And that's slowly grown over the years to the point where one weekend we had almost was 80 players. That was one of the highest ones, and it was absolute chaos in there because we just don't have the room. We have the amount of machines to facilitate it, but we just don't have the space. So um, I was so impressed that we've grown that much, and the whole community has grown that much. 
as of our charity events, which we're very, very proud of, we host those every December. Last year is an exception because we have this event going on in February that is going to be our charity event. So I'm going to let Mike talk a bit more about the charities and who we, who we take care of. Um, after our, our first year, um, we kind of mapped out that we would do a year lease, and then based off of uh, how that turned out, we would continue just kind of minimizing again, minimizing our risk. We were well-received. We were um, we were in the black. Things were good, so we wanted to give back even more. Uh, we just started to uh, hold raffles for games in the month of December, uh, and that grew as well. So the initial charity that we had targeted and were working with was SARC, the Southwest Autism Resource Center, and, uh, you know, the, the games just got better and better. Not saying that they were ever junk, but um, <laughs> the last one had quite a bit of work that was put into it. Quite a few, uh, quite a few dollars went into that one. So um, when we were um, looking at uh, expanding that, um, that's how. That's one of the reasons we went to uh, the festival, actually. So last summer, you came up with an idea, and every pinball fan loves to hear this for their city. You said, "Let's do a pinball festival," and you wanted it to be for charity. So this year, February 4th through 6th, you are holding the first annual Starfighters Pinball Festival at the Sheraton Mesa Hotel at Wrigleyville West. Yeah, so, you know, um, taking some of the elements that we picked up from attending other um, festivals or conventions, not only here but uh, on a nation, on national level, uh, myself and Kathy were discussing the fact that uh, everything was shut down. Uh, and um, then we were also having a conversation about what we were going to be doing for our our end-of-the-year charity, and, you know, came up with the idea, why don't we combine them both? Let's put our money where our mouth is, and, you know, what, rather than lamenting that everybody else is shut down, why don't see if we can launch something the first part of next year, um, expand what we do, uh, expand uh, the, um, the gaming community and, you know, uh, visibility to the pinball community, and, uh, and give away a game and, and see if we can get bigger players on board like Project Pinball and expand the amount of charities that we could potentially... Uh, benefit instead of just going with with Sark. Not that Sark isn't a great organization, they are. Uh, but we thought there was some potential to do that, given uh, just given the, the community at large. When we when we had done the charities before, um, the community has really stepped up and helped that. You know, like I said, you pat yourself on the back and say, "Hey, we just gave you know fifteen hundred bucks or two thousand dollars to uh, Sark." But that wouldn't happen realistically if it wasn't for people like Kevin and a lot of the others in the community stepping forward and then expanded into a also a um, what we're doing like charity bags or they were not, they were, uh, baskets. baskets. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we, uh, had that harebrained idea. Uh, Kevin comes over on a weekly basis. We kind of chit chat and we talked to him about it and one thing led to another and here we are. So tell us more about what people can expect if they're attending Starfighters Pinball Festival. One of the things that I was handed or asked to do for this festival was to run a tournament. Let's see if we can run a big tournament at the Pinball Festival, of course. You know, we're going to have a bunch of games on free play and, you know, people with selling things and items and stuff like that. But let's see if we can do a tournament. One of the things that I regret to this day is I never, ever went to Pinburg. It is a regret that I'm going to have forever, I'm afraid. And I should have went. I should have went. You know, 2019, there was no reason not to go in 2019. I should have went. Um, I kicked myself for that, and so, of course, Pinburg is no more. So what we decided to do is let's try to recreate a mini Pinburg for Starfighters Pinball Festival. I personally like match play events. 
four players on a game going head-to-head or whatever, or four players. And that format is the one that I always like to play. I've played in other events where you put money down on the qualifying and so on and so forth. But it's always about match play to me. And so we developed with a lot of help from Bowen, Kearns, Tracy, and myself. We put together a mini Pinburg. So Friday night we're doing qualifying, kicking off at 5 o'clock for division play. And Saturday is ABC division qualifying. And the finals will be on Sunday for the top 16 with a cap of 108 people. That is getting to the point where we're almost there. We're, we almost filled all the spots. We're, we're just, you know, there's just a few spots left. So we're filling up fast. We're still up fast you know, we're really excited. Don't you know? be Kevin and say, I should have. <laughs> so, yeah, don't, don't have regrets. You know? Local players that were at our event over the weekend were just talking about it all, all day. You know, they're so excited. They want more and more information. And none of these players that I talked to have ever done a big event like that. So it's going to be a first for a lot of people, including mm-hmm. myself. Uh, so we've got uh, pin, bo- pin golf is all set up for that. We've got uh, a kids' tournament. There'll be a women's tournament uh, with a Saturday night with uh, bells and chimes. Uh, we are also looking at uh, potentially uh, getting some live entertainment for Saturday night as well. And so it should be um, it should be it should be a blast. Should be fun. Uh, the venue we we selected specifically because um, it does have a lot of amenities um, that uh, would allow people to stay uh, very comfortably. So if you wanted to have a nice uh, three-day weekend in uh, four five-star accommodations and not have to worry about the hassle of driving from A to B, uh, we should certainly going to accommodate that. So tell me what this Beat a World Champion event is about. So for the first time, we're going to do a competition. We've got Bowen Currents coming in on Thursday and Friday morning. He's going to play about half a dozen machines. No warm-ups, no practice, just play half a dozen machines. Write down his score, so then when you come in in the event over the weekend, his score and his face would be on the machine. You could try to beat his score. If you do beat his score, it's going to be a selfie picture. Take it up to the tournament desk, and we got prizes if you beat Bowen's score. T-shirts, passes for the arcade, things like that. So we do have a Beat a World Champion competition running all weekend. And I know that that you realize that this is the same weekend as Indisc in California, and that's just one of those unfortunate things because your date was booked and set long before Indisc announced their February dates. But this is an opportunity for players who may not be looking for the best game style of Indisc and they might be looking for match play. It's an alternative and it includes also uh, a big show attached to the tournament, which includes over 150 machines in the free play area at this point. Yeah, we, we would. Yeah, we, yeah, we certainly are. We're not, we're not, we're not overly concerned right now about Getting to the 200 mark. We are about moving the 200 pins, though. That's going to be backbreaking, but we've been very careful. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're looking, we're looking forward to that. And, uh, it is unfortunate that it ended up being on the safe day, same day at Azindus. Uh, we'd already gone up and running and we were under the assumption that they were not at that point. But, uh, hey, it is what it is. And, uh, we're certainly going to throw our party and hope that people want to come and, uh, and uh, hang out with us and have a good time. We do have some advantages, again, from a local perspective. There's not that much of a drive involved for, for those folks. And um, there's there's plenty of room in the pinball world for, for both events, so I'm not too concerned about it. So, Kevin, I'd imagine with a big show like Starfighters Pinball Festival, you will be looking for help and volunteers. What are you looking for in both machines and people? The main help that we're going to need 
is going to obviously be load in and load out. So Thursday evening, Friday morning, that sort of helped to set the areas up. And, of course, Sunday evening and Monday, we're going to need help loading out. That's the biggest hurdle to overcome. We've been very um, blessed that we've had a lot of a lot of people, a lot of organizations step up, local companies within the community to, uh, to offer their services. So somebody doing all of the, uh, the peripheries as far as the visuals and stuff that uh, we normally would have to pay big bucks for, they've offered to do it for free. So we're going to be working with those guys going forward. And then, like Kevin had mentioned, there's a webcast group that's based out of Arizona uh, that wants to see if there's an opportunity for them. So the finals, for sure, we can make it work. Uh, we want to set that up and make it entertaining. So something a little bit different. Where can people reach you and find out more about the Starfighters Pinball Festival, February 4th through 6th in Mesa? Starfightersarcade.com, our website, um, has a direct link to uh, the festival and all the information is there. Uh, Kevin's contact information, too, is along a lot of the Facebook postings as far as volunteers and games. So if you check out our Facebook uh, page, Starfighters um, Arcade on Facebook, uh, you uh, there are some more, there's more contact information there as far as the volunteers and or if you would like to donate a game for the effort um, that weekend. Also looking for technician volunteers. I'm about one or two short technician volunteers. We do have Chris from Firebird Pinball is our main technician, and he's going to be there supporting us. But um, having a few more technicians to keep these games as tip-top as we can over the weekend and to make sure they go back to the respective homes repaired and in fully working order. So we are kind of still hunting out for at least another one or two technicians that want, want to help out and volunteer. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast today. I look forward to the big event in Mesa. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you very much. Thanks, Tracy. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it. This has been your Pinball Profile. You can find everything on pinballprofile.com, plus Twitter and Instagram at pinballprofile. You can email pinballprofile at gmail.com and check us out on Facebook. I'm Tracy Lindbergh.